15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, we are live, everybody. Let me change the thing over so you can actually see us. And there we are. Hi. How's everybody doing out there in the fine world tonight? <sighs> it is the uh, uncut patron show for what is this? The 30th are we not of November? Live oh, yeah, sorry. Patron stream. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like, sorry. Hey. I, I misspoke. <laughs> I, I don't have a script for that yet. I need to write one up. You would think with all the time off I've had, and we're going to get to that in a couple oh, minutes. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, what what happened last week and the reason I had to text from the bed upstairs that, uh, hey, I'm not going to be able to do the show tonight and all this other stuff. But we'll, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll actually let you tip and go into X's personal life a little bit there. So <sighs> I could regret it later on. <laughs> I did not realize there was not a show last week. Yeah, there was there was not a show last week because uh, it well, was fucking, a. We'll t- We'll just go yeah. ahead and get into it now, and then we'll invite everybody in to talk about it here in a second. Yeah, it was a, it was a confluence of events. Because like okay. I had the week off pre-scheduled. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was that. I mean, that, that wasn't a problem. We're fine with mm-hmm. working without somebody. We've done that before. I always try to get guests lined up now. Our uh, guest that night ran into some serious health problems and couldn't make it on the show that night, and I feel so bad for her. Oh, goodness. That's terrible. And, and, then, <laughs> and then Kyle says, hey, my internet's not working. <laughs> oh, yeah my my internet was down all night. And on top, you, of you know that, how fucking boring that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> oh no, that happened to Roger and I. I can't remember what it was, but like um, our Comcast went down for like three days. It yeah. was not our fault. Um, but uh, like something with the lines or something went down for three days a little while mm-hmm. back, and we just started watching Blu-ray. Like, so I'm glad I still have imagine? some of those. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, we so, have a lot actually. So help me out here. Because I mostly do everything on my gaming system, right now gaming systems are so fucked. If you don't get connected with the internet, you can't mm-hmm. even watch a Blu-rays. Yeah, some of them some of them you can't even watch if you don't have an internet connection now. I think we were watching on a PS3. Yeah, that still works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, thankfully mine still works. Uh, wait, yeah. nope, fuck, wait, fuck that. Mine started having the, the disc read error for Blu-ray. Oh. Like, I can still backwards compatible stuff, but I can't... Uh... We watched both the RDJ Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I bought both. <laughs> those, are some, those are some good fun. They're that's fun. That's Guy Ritchie for you. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they're fun. Surprisingly fun romps, to quote H-Bomber Guy. <laughs> I'm still under the impression that the best Sherlock Holmes was Dr. Gregory House. Yeah. He actually references that one. Mm-hmm. It was Sherlock Holmes, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to... Well, okay. I guess it doesn't really count as Sherlock Holmes. I was going to get nerdy because I watched it with my kids last night. We watched The Great Mouse Detective because they have that on Disney+. That's Plus. Sherlock Holmes. It is. That is, that is Sherlock Holmes. Except that is. for with his ex-gay lover. <laughs> Radican is his ex-lover. That is obvious. Well, Yeah. I mean, I mean, just uh, that's just the way it works. You don't have that. You don't have that kind of tension without there being a, a past history. Mm-hmm. And he was voiced by ben- Vincent Price too. Yeah, Good Lord, mm-hmm. I forgot that. And I'm like, holy shit, that guy could chew up any scenery that he's in, even yeah. in an animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is a solid, solid film. I, I need to movie. revisit that one. I haven't watched that one in a long time. It's aged well i mean Has it? that's good to hear it's not something you're i mean it's like all traditional hand-drawn <clears throat> anime a- animation so you would you can see like oh obviously that color of whatever that thing is is not mm-hmm. completely perfect with the background so that's going to be the moving part you know yeah you know when you're watching animation yeah you, you can you, you can, can see, see the sauces the, being made you know? yeah you can it. you can see the cells but that's that's part of the that's part, part of, of the, the charm and the art form yeah yeah that's you, you, you're gonna make me go watch, go back and watch the rescuers. 
Oh yeah, and the rescuers is brilliant. That. Are you talking about the original one or the one down under? The original. Uh, the original one was pretty boring, actually. Down under was not so much, although slightly problematic in a few areas. I, I just like the goanna <laughs> that was in the. You know I actually had a, a VHS tape of Dumbo. Oh, and it scared the shit out of me for the pink elephant scene when I was younger. <laughs> so I have not watched the new one. I don't, refuse. don't, don't. I refuse. I haven't either. Don't. don't. Yeah. Uh, so they didn't. They got. They they reference the pink elephants, but like yeah, it's but not. There's no song. There's no. Yeah. This is there's sort of they. Yeah, it's a nod. It's all it is. You get a nod to it. You don't get the. the I know. I know. It says, <laughs> "Let's get ready to Dumbo twice." Yes, yes, they did actually bring in Michael Buffer to do that. <sighs> yeah, yep. the, pink, the pink elephant scene was all the drugs. That's just all it was. It was just like, <laughs> hey, it, and, it was like all the drugs. And uh, so you remember the uh, Jim Crow's? I, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not in it. No, no, no. They gave that dialogue to Michael Buffer as well. They did. And yeah. uh, they even turned his magic feather white. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. The it's racist terrible. crows didn't exist. Look. Ooh, magic. <laughs> right. Just like Song of the South didn't exist, right? Exactly. exactly. Song of the South Song of the what? The, the, that's I oh, just what? it doesn't exist. That's uh, so weird that but everybody was, has a memory of this film that nobody. Brothers yeah. was like, and like if you go and look up their old racist stuff, they're like, this was very racist. We did this. Like at least they acknowledged mm. it. Disney does to a certain extent. They do have some disclaimers on some of their older stuff that they've that they've released. Yeah, the greenhouse um, detective said warning contains tobacco use. And yeah, it that's really not, that's not what we're talking about, though. No, no, not, not quite. Saying, yeah, I'm just saying it really was like I really wanted to smoke something when I was watching that, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> like you had uh, Basil puffing on his pipe, and I'm like, God, the picture that smells wonderful right now. <laughs> oh, pipe tobacco. Oh, so lovely. yeah, pipes are pipes are lovely. And then Radican had a, a cigarette and he took a long drag on it. And I'm like, queer. <laughs> I, meant that, I, meant, I meant that not as a slur. No, no, I, I need get to it. make that clear. Well, it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm playing Death Stranding right now. And they have Mads Milkelson like as one of the villains in the game. Yeah. And I fucking love that man. Anything that he's in, I'll watch. And he's really good in this game, too. And so like he conjures like the cigarette out of air and he smokes on it, takes a big drag and like flicks it away into like magic. And I'm just like, God, I'm so gay for this guy, right? <laughs> Do you know what? In the, f- the funniest fucking thing, I've never played. I played one Kojima game, and that was Zone of the mm-hmm. But game. That's a good game, too. It's really stupid. I mean, protagonist in that is fucking dumb. It is mm-hmm. real. The, the protagonist in Zone of the Enders is terrible. He's 11. <sighs> I know. I know. I should give him some credit, <laughs> but that's the same reason I hated Blue Dragon as well. But. <laughs> But I actually, so I watched somebody here on YouTube where he talks about how the meta narrative and it's like, I'm looking at the meta, I'm looking at him discussing the meta narrative and it's just talking about how, yeah, when you don't have, people don't have shit to do, everything is fulfilled. What is there to life? But still, you know, fuck people who want to work us to death. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're muted there, Felicia. I got it. Yeah, okay. it, it tells you now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's no evidence to that, that when people have their needs met, that they just have nothing to live for. That like It's, it's kind of like the old idea that like suffering leads to creativity or whatever but according to the evidence um like a lot of the psychological evidence that's actually not true that once people's basic needs are met that they're more creative like their more creative outlets start flourishing mm-hmm. um and it's it's um was it hegel's hierarchy of needs i believe it was yes. hegel mm-hmm. um it, it, that was almost true 
Uh, I mean, it's not to say that when people are suffering that they do not have creative processes. They absolutely do. It's just that they are limited versus the stress of their uh, environment. So, so yeah, like when, when people do actually have their basic needs met uh, or even access to comfort and luxury, they actually do more. It's fascinating stuff. Well, I want to actually just push back on the idea that I'm saying that people need to struggle. What I'm saying is people need to feel like they're doing something to feel like they're doing something of meaning. That doesn't exactly mean toil, but that also Mm -hmm. means that they want to be connected. Like one of the things that I filtered from like all of the overviews of Marxist work is that people need to feel like they're making a product that they're connected with Mm -hmm. instead of just some cognitive machine. Yeah. Yeah. The the classic Marxist view would be that the human spirit desires labor. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. And Uh, that game definitely, Kojima is very good at loading his games with overt and not so overt themes. He's, uh, he's an auteur when it comes to making video games. And I fucking love everything that he's put out, but we're going to get into that problem. We'll get we'll get into it in a second. We'll come. We'll swing back to this one because I, I need to tell you the other reason why we didn't have a show last week. And so, first of all, my kids still doing their stupid thing where they don't go to sleep when I want them to. That's one thing. And the second one is uh, my wife and I got into a huge fucking argument because she wanted me to go to church with her. And and. It's not so much the going to church thing. It's just the matter of I got volunteered for it before asking if I was okay with that. Right. Because initially it was a, hey, my mom's going to be talking at church. And if you've ever heard anybody bearing their testimony at Mormon church, it's the, it's same, the same thing. Yeah. Same goddamn yeah. Script yeah. The time. Yeah. You just, just don't. And I didn't want to be a part of that. And the thing is, like all my kids, except for like my oldest, were going to stay at home with me and we were going to have a fun Sunday of not doing any of that kind of shit. Sounds great. And so it became one of these things where, you know, you need to show up for family. And I get it. I honestly, I get it. I understand the fact that, you know, I need, you need to show support for everybody in your family. However, I still had some serious problems and reservations about that. And I had to go into the giant litany of the reasons I don't like the LDS church and all this other stuff. And she's like, look, the kids aren't going to like all of a sudden want to be joining the religion. We're going to support my mom. And if you have a problem with that, let me remind you of all the other shit that's gone on with your parents in the last year that I've had to put up with. So uh, not the same thing. <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah. I, I understand that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I get it because she does a lot of the emotional labor. I don't have to. So, and so I'm willing to concede on that kind of thing. So Anyway, it became an issue and it was just, it was a really fucking hard Saturday last week. And so I really didn't want to go to church and I did. And I got to leave like right as soon as she did her thing, I did the hit the escape hatch. And if you didn't know LDS churches, there's like six exits. It's like an airplane. Like like there is a near door, no matter what side of the chapel you're in. Yeah. So that that the women can go and breastfeed in in private where they're hideous, hideous (laughs) demon breasts. Don't have to be exposed to people. And I, all the people were like, "Oh, you, you guys are such nice people for showing up to see your uh, your mother in law talk." And oh, it's so good to see f- new families in here. And I'm like, "Yeah, don't get fucking used to it, man. We're not gonna not coming back." If you really knew what I thought about you right now, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I'm gonna say this. It's, it, that sounds okay. Imagine, because I grew up missionary Baptist. We got to church at nine o'clock for Sunday school. Ten thirty was the start of service, and usually things of that nature would happen in second service that starts at about two. Yeah, it's about the Mormons, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the Mormons have now reduced their time to two hours instead of the three. Oh wow! Look at them go. Yeah, but anyway, it was just it was just like it, it really annoyed me, and I don't want to go into too many details about that that family life or anything, but. She was giving all of her power, all of the things that she's done in her life, all of the good stuff that she's done for herself, all of the 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 all of the bootstraps that she's pulled herself up by. I know not how you use the phrase, but you know what I mean by that. People that are, you know, have made themselves into what they are. Like she went back to college, got a degree, ended up raising her kids, has a successful business with her husband kind of thing. And it was all thanks to this church. 
except for they didn't do shit. They didn't do anything. Nope. Nope. They did not. They I'm have, like, you did that. They have actively. You did that. <laughs> put like processes in people's brain to actually deteriorate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a really mm-hmm. good control method, though, right? Like everything good they do, everything bad is from you. Oh, and the other thing I I tended to notice about their church and had noticed it before is like, uh, and I you we know this is a very patriarchal church. We know that. Ooh, yeah, very uh, people like all the ladies that I was around announced themselves as of this person. You know, my husband. They did you know, not like oh, not, they not like Alfred or anything like that. But she said, "I'm I'm blank." And blank is my I'm blank's wife or I'm blank's husband or she he's my husband kind of thing. And I'm like, why is that fucking important? You know? Excuse the fuck out of me. Yeah. I know I've been to Mormon churches and I know for a fucking fact they don't the men don't be like, no, and I'm so and so's wife. I know for a fucking fact they don't do that. <laughs> oh, they can, definitely do not. Can I can I go on my rant just for a second? Oh, go for it. Oh, please. What you're here for. This is the <laughs> reason why I fucking hate the fact that we put so much pressure on women to be mothers and wives because by the time kids get five and six, they've totally lost their whole motherfucking personalities. Be yourself first and then relate to everybody else. Yeah, they can't though. Um, Because their entire lives become the emotional and physical labor of mothering, even if they're working. It really is a disgusting process, and it's part of why I refuse to ever be a mother. It's also um, the reason I fucking hate Instagram. And it's even if you have a spouse that doesn't, uh, who, who doesn't put that on you, it doesn't matter. Society will. You're yeah. fucked. Yeah. Um, I had a fun thought though. So I had my whole thing about like, so women can exit so that their boobies don't show, and it was like makes me want to have a baby just so I can breastfeed one of these. Because like I would, I don't know, I would just be like. I'm fucking tired. I'm crazy. I'm going to the Mormon church and whipping my titty out. Like, <laughs> well, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you can borrow a kid for that. Uh, yeah, it, it does say visitors welcome. It, you know. <laughs> uh, but then it reminded me of the debate I had about abortion on right to reason. And oh, uh, that show. <laughs> yeah. So we got done with the record, and Amy with a Y from Secular Soup and I, who she she was my debate partner. Uh, her and I had this conversation. She has. Two, three kids? I can't remember. I think but her and I were like, makes me want to just get an abortion just to spite them. <laughs> Can we both real? Like, I had that exact same thought. Like, I just want to get an abortion. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, and I've been, I was listening to Maddo. She had a special, uh, I think, yes, no, what's today? Saturday? So it was Friday. Maddo had a special about the violence within the anti abortion movement. Oh boy. And it got heavy pretty mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here's my thing. And it's it's like these motherfuckers, you don't want an abortion. You don't want women to have an abortion. You don't like in fucking Alabama, you don't want to help with WIC. You don't want to help mm-hmm. with Medicaid. Mm-mm. What the hell do you want to do? It's just about punishing sluts. And I'm sorry. If it was look, if we can do it right now, create a fucking baby incubator I would be all fucking for it because these motherfuckers who are making these laws and excuse me if I'm cursing too much (laughs) (laughs) it upsets me as being somebody who has like my like my my mother she had a miscarriage before my little sister who was younger than me by like 12 years actually was a tough birth my ex she 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 had to take fertility drugs. Women go through so much shit to have them to 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 live up to a standard of being a mother, and then they're discarded because well the kid is out. So well make I mean, sure the vast the, majority the of the kids are just fucking the vast don't appreciate a goddamn thing you do for <laughs> Well, uh, you know what? Kids <laughs> are just shitty adults that don't know any better. Right. This is this is true. This is true. They're just miniature. They're just miniature assholes. I just don't ever want to be pregnant. And yeah, mother sounds terrible. So, yeah, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to judge anyone for being a parent. And I don't want to like for me personally, I don't I have no desire to be a mother. Like <laughs> I have 
I have gone through like maybe phases and then I don't know. I just, I'm like, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to. Um, do you know how many people do not feel comfortable hearing me be like, no, I don't want kids. And like, I'm 30 now. I'm old enough where they're finally like, oh, she's serious. Like, <laughs> um, someday, someday, someday you might. You, you never know. <laughs> you might change your mind if the right man comes <laughs> Well, you, you got to remember those dirty, dirty liberals are convincing people because of that fake climate change that, you know, they shouldn't have. That's kids. not not a factor. But it's going to be really funny and like uh, really funny, not funny, funny. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That in a generation of our time, and I, I've been warning my kids about this. I'm like, mm-hmm. hopefully you like bugs. Because that's going to be something you're going to be eating because that, that's going to be common. Well, table parlance. And we, I'm not saying that ooh, really bro, bugs are gross. To. I know, but you know, they're going to market that because I they're know. going to. But the thing is, garbage. also, I hope you guys remember fish or what fish was like because that's, that's not going to be a thing. <laughs> oh, um, Bye, fish. Yeah. I really thought you were delicious, but I mean. But what I was going to say is uh, most women who have abortions are in monogamous relationships. So it's not it's not that they're slutting it up. I mean, like, that's just not usual that, that they're out having multiple partners. They're usually in a monogamous relationship. Um, many go on to have kids or already have kids. That's not uncommon at all. Um, yeah, abortions. Uh, oh, there's so many women who have abortions. It's so, so, so many women. Um, if you listen to testimonials from women who work in the South, uh, or probably here in Utah, you get the same one where they'll sit there and say, "I'm against abortion most of the time, but my situation is the exception." Exactly. Uh-huh. I've read an article about that. They were talking mm-hmm. about how a lot of the progressive policies. I was like, "Whoa, they shouldn't do it," but. My, my situation. situation is yeah exactly and mm-hmm. it's just like stuff like really how can you not extend outside yourself i honestly do believe this is an issue of white supremacy i'm not kidding the inability to operate outside of your own personal experience is a very white supremacist thing um yeah don't because- go watch the uh the sargon of akkad and vosh debate that happened today because <laughs> three hours of that shit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, oh. not not I don't watching. Like Bosch. Yeah, I don't not like watch. I'm not like Bosch either. But the thing is, Carl's mask slipped a number of times. <laughs> well, yes, he he's terrible uh, at debate. And, well, he's he terrible was, he was, at everything. He was parroting serious fucking white supremacist shit like on his on the show. Nice. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man. <laughs> I wasn't talking about white supremacy ideology. I was no, talking no, no, more no, of the societal structure. But Chris, yeah, what were you yeah. gonna say? Well, see, here's the thing, and you got to actually look. It's uh, several different p- differences that I've seen that actually have made up, like the difference between progressive and conservative. Progressives think that everybody fits inside of their own group, and conservatives only a few. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of conservatives have a thing where it's the hierarchy. They just think it needs to be one person in charge. Yeah, everybody else by the head. Yeah. absolutely an authoritarianism uh commitment to hierarchy and value in hierarchy right like they uh the one thing that i find even in casual conservatives who maybe don't acknowledge or like evaluate where it's coming from is that they seem to think that hierarchy is a natural requirement of society when it's not like um sure maybe we're a hierarchical ape and maybe that's just kind of like where our ape thing is but that's not a necessity you thank you, cat. Do you mind not being right in front of? <laughs> I can thank you, uh, <laughs> comrade. Cat says, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, yeah. Like I mean, like there's reason to believe that we have some of that instinctually in us um, from chimpanzees uh, to hold on gorillas, not orangutans or bonobos, though. So, um, but. Yeah, the thing is that almost none of our society is organized around anything that would have been even remotely close to an ape society. So I don't get the argument. But you talk to conservatives and they they seem to have this. um, uh, This is coming from like a Jordan Peterson evaluation. um, But their their idea is that reality or God or that they are interchangeable concepts are inherently good. 
And therefore, whatever reality they exist in is thus the natural order and thus good. It's a so, very silly and it's 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 very, very silly, especially since they only they only employ those those kind of those kind of ideas when it fits their particular narrative, you know. You know, hey, no, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, it's a, it's a natural order kind of thing, you know. It's just we naturally evolve these things, uh, except we don't evolve. So, you know, I don't. I lost where my argument's going. <laughs> and uh, hang on, let me find that again. Uh, it falls apart. It's ridiculous. So here's the fun fact: a lot of it is determined by how monogamous and hierarchical it is. Is for especially our great our great apes are penis size in relationship to testicles. Really? So mm-hmm. is that a correlation or causation though? You know? Whoa. I'm almost 40. I sit on mine every once in a while. It's not fun. <laughs> so because I know gorillas have very tiny dicks, but they are pretty hierarchical. Exactly. And chimpanzees have very large compared to testicular size in mm-hmm. their not that hierarchical when it comes to once if like say if like a lot of males die off and it's it's mostly like smaller males they tend to be basically a more free-for-all and human males are in the middle yeah um well so there's bonobos uh so chimps tend to have pretty strict hierarchies but they're not necessarily patriarchal uh there's a lot of like the hierarchies also tend to follow the females Mm -hmm. bonobos don't have much of hierarchy at all uh and they and if they do have any hierarchy it's female-led and then have that one instance of the baboon troop did you hear if you heard about this one where all the males died off oh fascinating story Mm -hmm. i think i you know what i think i where all the males died off due to like uh tuberculosis yeah because they got into a garbage pit and it killed them and so uh this troop started being all of the aggressive males died off and so it started being run by the females and the less dominant males and suddenly hierarchy was nearly gone and uh rape disappeared and the males not only started grooming females which is unheard of in baboons uh but they also started grooming each other which is real sweet um (laughs) But the way baboons work, and it's it is not uncommon amongst uh, mammals, especially social mammals, is that the males will travel from troop to troop to find new mates. It's good for genetic diversity, and like that's why it kind of evolved that way. Mm-hmm. So new males would come into this troop, and they would very quickly learn that no, 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 that's not the way we do it here, and they would start adopting the non-hierarchical and far more uh, egalitarian and affectionate way of living. Not only that, this troop is still around and it's been around for 30 years. This has survived generations. This troop <laughs> still exists. So like this, the, the, like this whole like natural hierarchy, natural patriarchy is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Not to mention that there's human societies that still exist that are non-hierarchical. So I, mm, mm, mm. Okay, this mm-hmm. is the last article I'm bringing up about apes. Okay. So, <laughs> no, I love I love and then, apes. And then, I love <laughs> and then we're gonna let people in from the the, yeah. the audience. So okay, go ahead. So I went back. I actually did a video about this idiot American Corrigan. He got taken off of YouTube, and they actually bring up the difference in size of alphas and betas. They no. found okay. out no. that the peop- the chimps that were chosen to be alphas were the ones that. Brokered peace. Yeah, more political, not necessarily size based. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that makes Kyle and I the Omega males here actually the alphas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that, something like that. But also, also, I just want to, I just want to backtrack for a second. So, rejection of hierarchy is uh, uh, in, uh, indicated of a of a large penis. Is that, <laughs> is that what I'm? Is that is that what I picked up there? Like, just tell me. Just tell me. A is that is that is that the is that the new big dick energy? That is the new big dick energy. Yeah. You know, fuck your hierarchy. Check this out. Wow. Yeah. Essentially, I'm I, so peaceful. <laughs> Uncle Iroh. Who has bigger dick energy than Uncle Iroh? Absolutely nobody. Oh, no one. No one has bigger dick energy than Uncle Iroh. That dude is secure. Uh-huh. Look, look. I actually have. 
the fire smoke where he goes up to after they find Zuko's mother. And yeah. he's like, you need to speak with him. And he was like, go ahead, talk to him. And she lays his ass out. She like, she, she's like, you never cared about me. You never cared Wait, about what me. was this? I did not know he, I, I saw the end of the series and then I watched Korra. I did not know that he actually found his mother and that Iroh was involved in this journey. Oh, so what happened was inside they, they made in Dark Horse, they actually have other books. Oh. They actually talk about how Republic wow, City was that... founded. And they were really good, by the way. I'm going to yes. have to read those. Because mm-hmm. um, so, I'm obsessed with, like, Iroh. <laughs> Extended and universe stuff. He, <laughs> like, he, I just really love the Arduin universe. says, yeah. Uncle Iroh has the biggest dick. <laughs> he does, obviously. That man is not a... Well, honestly, he actually doesn't care. Um, which means he probably has a big dick, right? Right? Uh, yeah, I think the people, the people that don't, the people that have it tend not to say a word about it, and the people <laughs> that brag about it are the ones that don't usually. Because we know, we know a guy. We know a guy. And he oh, doesn't yeah. talk okay. about it at all. No. <laughs> no. It's so scary, you guys. I'm still not okay. I heard him make tiny dick jokes about himself <laughs> on an episode of something one time. <laughs> And I'm like, if the internet only knew that you had a Pringle scan, you know? It's not okay. It's, it's terrifying. <sighs> okay, I'm going to let the, the people that are all hanging out there, we have uh, we have Anwin's going to be joining us. We have Arduin, we have drink. Bob Koenig, we have uh, Joe Bacon, of course, and we have someone new, Digital Demonic uh, Davros. Davros! 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 Yes, oh, that's the Iron Knight! No, 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 no. More like the the uh, the Dalek creator. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dalek. Sorry, Dalek, not Dalek. Oh, Fans I like the Onion Knight better. <laughs> Until this last season, which doesn't exist. So I'm so mad, you guys. Okay, oh, I'll be right my, back. You get my wife and I was talking about religion. She's like, I don't know why this triggered you so hard, and I'm like. Wait, that's an actual appropriate fucking use of it because <laughs> I'm like, was actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good for you for not using it just haphazardly. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, here's everybody uh, bringing everybody in. So, anyway, I was going to talk about Death Stranding just for a second, only because what I like the most about this game is that it's all the time multiplayer, but you never see a motherfucker anywhere in the game. You don't see any of them. All you see is traces of them. Like signs they've left down to help you out get further. Like somebody will leave like a weapon laying around somewhere. Like, hey, take this, buddy. I know that you need it. This next area is pretty hard, kind of stuff. And it's really cool. It's open world, but like people can create shit. And so, and the there's no such thing as like cost for anything in the game. It's all just like digital currency that you have in the game is likes, which is cool to me because you just walk up to like somebody built a bridge, and you hit the center button on your PlayStation controller, and you're like. I'm going to fucking spam the guy some likes for this bridge that goes absolutely fucking nowhere. That's cool. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I've had a lot of fun. From what I hear, you you forgot about pissing on and creating mushrooms. Oh, I haven't even done that yet. If enough the the people, game where you can just take a whiz anywhere, and I neglect to do so. If enough people piss in the same place, it creates the 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 stuff you need to help with Cairo sickness. Oh, that's where the uh, all of the cryptobiotes come from. The, the, yes, the, around those mushrooms. So that's where those mushrooms come from. Got it. Interesting. Okay. One mushroom head helping another. Yeah, Norman, <laughs> I, I've seen Norman Reedus's ass one too many times already. <laughs> it's not a very good one, so that's enough. It's it's Hank Hill. I mean, it's yeah. Le- levels of. <laughs> you know, I'm disappointed that they didn't have Silent Hills. But fuck Konami. Um, yeah, right, right. And I, that's what I've, I've been telling. I told somebody else on another show. I was like, hey, I'm just glad that like Kojima's got his own production studio now where he can just go, yeah, all those ideas that you thought were stupid, Konami, I'm just going to mm-hmm. go ahead and make them. <laughs> yeah, because you can now. Well, you know, here's the thing. And this is what a lot of people, and I'm. you can tell I do gaming, but yeah, this is a lot of people actually don't realize the engine that he used for Metal Gear Solid 5 and Death Stranding is the, the Fox the, engine. No, no, no. He actually used the Decima engine. Oh, the one that's from um, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, there's there's nods to that too because you see holograms every once in a while of the long necks and the. And that is a scary game because it's so close to being fucking true. The the scariest part about it is like some of the descriptions. Like there's a description in that motherfucking game about how we need to hide this that the swarm killed the the last pot of dolphins and he, they give a description. It's like pink churn milkshake <laughs> and you could just taste like the uh like <laughs> see and i'm 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 about well fucking you guys know i don't have time for video games really but i've spent uh 30 something hours playing this in the two weeks that i've had this and wow and i i don't i like god of war had me like by my balls for a couple of weeks and i was just like I need to find more time to play this, but I managed to get done with that pretty quickly. But this one, I could see this one going into 70, 80 hours of playtime. It's worth every penny that I spent on it. Ironically, I was actually watching the complete cutscenes with my friend today for God of War. I was like, this is a video game. And they were like, no, she she literally was like, damn, this is a good story. It's a movie. It's a movie mm-hmm. played it's out in movie. long form. And that's what that stranding is as well. You get some long ass cutscenes just because Kojima doesn't know how to edit, but um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's really good. So, what's going on in the audience? What's everybody doing tonight? Feel free to just chime on in. Now, Felicia's back. I'm going to freak her out. Remember a while ago, you were freaked out that Beach Eight and I both discovered each other through the Utah Outcasts, and we're both Australian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Davros and I are from the same city. What? (laughs) Radelaide. I swear we have more fans in Australia than we do in Utah. <laughs> that actually show up for things, though. Let's put it that well, way. That's because, well, that's true. Well, that's that's actually that's, actually, that's pretty typical of Utah, though. Yeah, that, yeah there's a reason the Satanic Temple didn't take off here in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> again, <laughs> it's also this is our Sunday afternoon, so this is convenient entertainment. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That works out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this isn't super convenient for Americans. Well, no. no, that's anytime I get in front of the computer, I'm like, well, if I went live right now, let's see who'd be watching this in England. It's 5 a.m. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's see, Nothing Germany. No, we don't have a ton of people there. Uh, that's pretty much the same time zone. I think it's only. Like I have a friend in Germany. I'm like, like ah, we can get those. We can get Ukrainians. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when I when I check Twitter at like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night. It's mostly in Japanese, and I'm like, yep, I'm sure it's there's prime huge, time Japan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of Ukrainians who are super fans of Marxism. <laughs> they have good reason to be suspicious, is what I'm saying. That's fair. I agree. But not convenient for Americans. This show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really late at night. No, and we also hold up a fucking harsh mirror on ourselves a lot of the time, too. Uh, uh, hey, black mirror? Look for you guys. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a very oh sexy mirror. Well, and that, and as, uh, as, um, uh, Sorry, Arduin is saying here, I don't want to say the real name online. Uh, he's like, I set an alarm clock for your guys to show because it, it's, let's see, it's 1030 right now. So I'm guessing it is probably about four o'clock in the morning, 430 in the morning for you out oh, there. Goodness. No, 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 no. It's actually 630 now, right now. Oh, OK. Well, that's not too bad. That's not too it, bad. It's like a morning. We're like a, yeah, we're like a morning that's show. Disgusting. There you go. Get up and yeah. brush your teeth and listening. to early morning show. Yeah. yeah, but he has been waiting for an hour. So, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were chatting there for. The, the next <laughs> hey, we were actually like on fucking point this week. We were. This was on time. <laughs> well, we were still like five minutes off. But that's on oh, time. It's called fashionably late. No war, my son. To be to be fair, we would have got we would have you know started the broadcast sooner, but we tend to just start talking as soon as we get online. So as cameras come on. Oh hey, yeah. <laughs> and, I was actually oh, not no. too bad. Um, I always uh, kind of uh, see it as if my cat looks at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Then I'm then I'm way too early, and my cat was already awake. Or <laughs> okay, so it wasn't too early. Where Where are you from? The Netherlands. Oh right, 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 right. Yes. Oh boy, 
It's that time of the year there too. I forgot all yeah. about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. subtle racism, subtle racism everywhere. That's not and subtle. That's out. not subtle at all. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. talking serious Al Jolson here. <laughs> oh come on! Oh come on! It's 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 cultural. It's a cultural thing. That's no, what I was always. That's what I was always told. Oh, that, that's oh it's in my culture to beat up. people and own them. Yay! That's my culture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what grandma tradition. Yeah. Tradition. Tradition. Yeah. Oh God, I remember. I remember seeing. I remember seeing seeing that the first time in my grandparents' house when I was a kid. Uh, that was a what the fuck moment. It's Zvarta Piet, isn't it? So is- here's the thing. Yeah. Is, um, okay. It, that was strictly a colonialist, yeah. imperialist, racist oh. thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It can just be just put away. Yes, it can. Not that yeah. Americans can judge too much. Like they are no. trying. We are trying. <laughs> we actually have now uh, already now officially on the on the on the national TV. They uh, uh, they have changed it to Jimmy Dust. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's not, still so they still it's they soot, still have the beats. They still have the beats, but it's just now what Jimmy does. So, like, uh-huh. that's the story. They are black because they have to find the Jimmy all the time. So they said, okay, you know what? We just do some Jimmy does, and you can still see that the <laughs> I, white people. Yeah. So, okay, oh, no, no. Here, it's just a, just a serious question. Does that count as whitewashing? Yeah. <laughs> well, according to many people, yes. Uh, I guess according to many people, yes. Okay, this brings this brings up the gollywog problem. Oh no, uh, th- yeah. that's ringing bells for me too. Is that yeah. a racial the problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, neato. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. So the funny thing was, right, Gollywog first got kicked out, and then all of a sudden the conspiracy of, of Noddy and Big Ears sleeping in bed together came up. Wait, so wh- I... which was worse, the, the, the racist Teddy slash Gollywog or the sexual innuendo between Noddy and Big Ears? So Noddy that... was a kids' TV show that you might have seen a couple of episodes of, but it was also a book series, I believe. Yes. Somebody needs to explain what's going on because I heard a lot of words in there and I did understand sexual <laughs> innuendo, but that was about it. So Gollywog was a, a doll that was like Raggedy Ann, but it was like Al Jolson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of thing that was, was based on the traditional cartoon representation of Black and White Minstrel Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, yeah, so a black rag yeah. doll, but with white, like donut circle eyes. Oh no! Yes, big red lips and mm-hmm. um, red lips. Fringe of crinkly black wolf hair, like really. Yeah. Now everybody was like, "Don't take away my kids' cultural heritage." It's just like, mm. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that can go away. Nina Blyton, who was a British children's author, wrote Famous Five and Secret Seven and all this sort of stuff, put um, living toys in lots of her children's stories, including Gollywogs. And unfortunately, a lot of the books, the bad guy in the story. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, I know. I know. I already know. Yeah, that didn't. That Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, Jeremy Clarkson's family used to make these dolls as well from Top Gear, if you guys know who that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know who family, he is. His family um, actually made their money out of Paddington Bear. They were the first ones Did to they? make bear toys. Yep. Must and be nice got- to be a rich <laughs> asshole that didn't have to work for their money. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like your uh, president, right? Right. <laughs> In Australia at the moment, there's this whole thing going on that, that gollywogs aren't really representing black people and we should be allowed to have them, and it's just become this whole... Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's kind of tied into the Country Women's Association, which is rural Australian, um, usually middle-aged, <laughs> older women Did you think... Together. Women's, yeah, white women ruin everything. So So it's all about those white country women getting together to do good works and looking after the poor and upholding the the pain. 
upholding the white supremacist patriarchy is what they're doing. Felicia, well, I just love your hockey, though. Think I- of it that way. <laughs> it's it's more like they do good things like fundraising for the country fire service, but a lot of them are very conservative, not what you'd call woke in the least. Why do they need to raise money for the country fire service? It's, a, it's volu- a volunteer service. Yeah, so all the people putting out our bushfires are volunteers, and it's all no. Great. That should be something that everyone takes care of. That should come out in taxes. You know? Yeah, it's a necessary thing, especially does- with fucking how hot it's been getting yeah. every fucking Hi. year. Um, Hi, welcome does- to a colonial country. Yeah, it you does know, you guys got rid of yours. <laughs> wow. Why do that? Why do I get taste of the daughters of the Confederate with this room? Yes, <laughs> yeah, kind yes. of. Yes, kind of. exactly it's that like same, that. Um, we are so conservative and s- no one ever challenges us on our thoughts that it doesn't even occur to us that what we're doing is racist. And then when somebody says, actually, that's problematic, it's like, but we're doing it for a good cause. Okay. I just I mean, like Felicia's reaction to just white ladies. She's just like about to have yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm mm-hmm. over white women. I am over us. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. unless, the thing is- unless they're slutty bitches because then they also tend to be really cool. Yay! But the I'm thing sorry. is, they, they were they were before they became grandparents. Then they decided to make crochet and patchwork quilts and and sell them to the people in the the local communities That's, to raise funds. For I know plenty things. of slutty crochet people. Thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, Australia has a, a country tradition um, called the Bachelor and Spinsters Ball. Which was, yeah, kind of remote areas to try and get young people together so they could meet and date and whatever. These have been going on for about 40 years and they have the reputation of it's a three day fuck fest. Yeah. Um, And then they they get married and they become conservative voters. So, can I tell you this really cute story? Yeah. Okay. Um, It's about upping the sluttiness and upping the leftism, all right? So there was this young woman who who used to come to all the same poll classes I was in. And and before I moved, she wasn't coming to as many of the same ones I was in. And But when we were in the same class, uh, I mean, she was she's probably one of the most incredible exotic dancers I've ever seen in my life. And she's also stunning gorgeous. Um, And she... She was a she's a white girl, um, and she hated her job. It was very demeaning. It paid almost nothing. She was constantly struggling, and she said, "I don't know. I'm considering trying out stripping." I'm like, "You try it. You might hate it. You might love it. If you love it, fantastic. If you hate it, then you don't have to do it again." And um, she tried it. She loved it. Started making a thousand dollars a night sometimes. Uh-huh. And um, ran into her again, and somehow I can't remember what it came up with. I, I didn't even say the word capitalism. She goes, "Look, I absolutely hate capitalism." So those pole dancing bitches radicalized her against capitalism. I was so proud. I was <laughs> so proud. I was like, "Yes, she took my advice to try pole dancing, and now she hates capitalism." Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a logical conclusion to me. So yeah, I, sex workers. It's I not mean, usual yeah. for sex workers to go in. No, yeah. So you know what? The funny fucking thing. I work in a call center, but oh, I no. have started. <laughs> yes, oh, I, no. have, <laughs> I have started radicalizing my call center employees because Fuck yeah. The <laughs> fact is, we are part of one one specific company. They sold us the next. And it was just like a motherfucking stroke on the pen. It was like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck this in particular. And so the same people who used to complain, like, why do you complain about the shit that they're doing with us? Are the same ones like, yeah, these mother... Man. You're fucking I'm hearing you now. I understand well, what the I'm, fuck you've been yeah. talking about. Have <laughs> you seen Sorry to Bother You yet? The call center's there, no. too. It actually has really good instruction on how to unionize. I don't know where to find it. When I I knew it was on Netflix it's, for it's streaming. a while. Yeah, it's streaming. Yeah, let me. I've got a. Anywhere. I've got an app. Hang on, I'll bring it up for you. It's pretty easily available. That was part of its thing. <laughs> uh, there, it has actually created at least one union I know of. 
the Salt Lake Film Society, their front office people unionized because they watched that movie and it taught them how to unionize and they have successfully done so. They got the vote and everything. Uh, streaming on Hulu right now. That's it. And Amazon, um, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, it's so good. It's got really good instruction on exactly how you start um, putting that shit together and unionizing and organizing. It's really good. And also it gives you a very realistic picture of what striking is going to look like. And it's going to suck. Um, cause I just cops, watched Newsies for that. <laughs> yeah. Because the cops. Uh, well, okay. We, we've, had, we've had unions for 100 years. Yeah, but in people in your country actually give a shit about that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do, because, because we want money so we can pay the goddamn taxes that keep our governments in. <laughs> Even though our governments are both leaning to the bloody right. Yeah. The Thanks, thing Russia. Thanks, Russia. Uh, from what I understand, Australia's government has not gone through the process of destabilizing unions as much as humanly possible and also publicly demonizing them. So most people think that not only are they useless, but they are completely impossible to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although to be, to be fair, you know, our unions here, they, they did a fair amount of footwork themselves in making, making themselves look bad, but you know, Hey, what? Thanks. Hoppa. Well, you have to think about this, too. <laughs> Even with, like, in... I was talking about this shit um, on my channel. You have to think about, even with the shit that happened with GM, when those motherfuckers stood together, even though the union boss got convicted of crimes, when those motherfuckers stood together, they fucking scared the piss out of GM. Oh, shit, yeah, like they did. Teacher yeah. strikes have been happening yeah. recently, too. Well, and I, 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 anytime the FAA mm -hmm. strikes, either holy yeah. shit, they had to create laws to stop them from striking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the thing is that even if a singular power, like people in positions of authority in a union, their authority is really only contingent on their support from the union members itself. Mm -hmm. Their hierarchy is rather dependent on the people. Oh, it absolutely is. Work. Yeah. So even if you have someone who is corrupt. They're easily replaced, and the union still retains strength. It's that 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 the, they're not really in a position of authority so much as they are in a position of representation, and it really exactly. is accountable to the the, the collective. Exactly. And it, that's why it works. Let's never forget, Lisa needs braces. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? And here's the thing: unions are the right wing solution to shit. When you Fuck yeah. Yeah, it is. The thing mm -hmm. about it is, and I'm not a full communist, but I am definitely when it comes to business, I'm a democratic socialist. I believe that a fucking company that makes so much money, that has so many employees, 50% of their fucking board of directors should be frontline employees. Yes. Yeah, well, so you're, 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 you're for the ownership of Germany. The earner, you're for the ownership of the means of production. Now. Well, that's at that point, we can have discussions about that. That's where like full co-op would come in. I don't know. Like if I per se had, if I got a group of artists together, I would rather do a co-op kind mm -hmm. of convention uh, because we all put our same amount of money in and we all benefit from that. But when it comes to the structure that we have now, the, the, the critique that I hear a lot of people say, well, then the frontline employees would vote for their interests. And that already lets off, that already sees the ground to say that then the people that's already on the board right now votes for their fucking interests. Well, yeah, that's that's what everybody does. That's that's just that's just what you do. You vote for you vote for your your own interests. This is actually my one of my big frustrations with Bernie Sanders is not that I uh, don't like Look, if he gets the nomination, him. he's getting my vote. Let's that's put it that I'm, way. I'm not saying yeah. that. No, no, no. And I'm if, just letting if, people know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if he's the better strategic vote to beat Joe Biden in the nomination process, I will vote for him too. If uh, Liz Warren is more likely to beat Joe Biden, then I'm voting for her. It really, really depends on the more who's more likely of my two progressive options and who to beat Joe Biden. But this is a real frustration I have with uh, Bernie Sanders is he has his Democratic Workplace Act yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's not actually workplace democracy in any shape or form. It's a watered down version of Corbyn's plan in the UK. Yeah. Right. 
It's now, not workplace democracy. And now I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. My big problem, though, is that by calling that workplace democracy, that he actually is not doing a great job of representing actual leftist policies. See, Bernie Sanders has not ever been a radical leftist. He's no, he hasn't. That. No. And that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that we don't need, like, we need people like him. That's fine. But he always uses the language of radical leftism for rather moderate policies. And I really find that frustrating because when it start, when it comes time to actually communicate actual leftist policies, he has muddied the waters so much that we actually have to go back and re-explain terms. And now, this, really, this is really frustrating to me. Now, the one thing that this is the reason why he gets my in my vote, because his plan with the banks, however, in the post office nationalize the post office to become banks and his recent housing plan. Yeah. What's like, his housing plan? Is it to house all the homeless? Yes. Rent control and mm-hmm. um, in, in where places where private capital isn't building. He was like, let the government build the shit. That's not, that's not what, that's not, that's not a leftist policy though. I give you that. Yeah. That's, that's some very minor uh, left of center solutions. But see, that's my problem is that it's not actual leftist policy because leftist policy is take their shit, put them in houses. Well, I I, I agree. However, with the Overton window where it is right now, I would be happy for any kind of baby step and I would love a hard left turn to everything. No, I'm. I get that. I get that. My but the problem, problem is our country is so fucking center and hard right that trying to make them say, "See, hey, it is in your best interest. It is in everybody's best interest for us to do this." No, I get that. And they're like, "That's no, not my do. problem." Hey, it's socialism. Hey, fuck you. And so that's like, that's not my problem. My problem. My, my. It's not that some moderate adaptations would be a bad thing and some alleviate alleviation of suffering is a bad thing my problem is is that bernie has basically co-opted far left language and acted as if that is actual economic and social justice when it is not and and that's my problem is that he has taken these terms and now when we actually talk about pushing things even further, pushing the Overton window even further, making bigger demands, he has almost placed himself as the end of the demands, as the furthest that we can go. He is a socialist, but he's not a socialist. And, and that's my biggest problem is trying to convince people, hey, we can actually go further. We can do better. We can do bigger. Like, but if we can just break the conditioning of these assholes yeah. that seem to think the word socialism is a scary thing, you know? Well, and- his tax plan actually has determined that in, uh, I think, 15 to 20 years, there would be no more billionaires. But they don't mention his tax plan that he has. And I'm sorry. This is my big fear with Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. If you remember the movie, I, Robot, where the <laughs> big robot plans have had like, like the the mm-hmm. big um yeah. the programming it's like you know it's like she's that technocrat it's like you know the, what i'm talking about actually makes sense and it's just like the response is yeah but it has no heart it has no feeling a lot of warren's plans are just technocratic it, it, to try to resolve an issue but mm-hmm. it's like she has no backbone no absolutely i agree 100% um her thing is like capitalism absolutely can be saved as long as we account for greed which that doesn't make any sense because capitalism is greed like that's all it is and i agree i agree with you completely that she does seem to have like this technocratic solution that just it it doesn't make any sense it doesn't follow through um my my the reason that i'm okay with her or bernie is um their material effects are going to be nigh the same their material successes are going to be nigh the same. Yeah. Like that's, that's my only thing is, is a materialistic view on politics that if they, that if either one of them got elected, they are probably going to seek the same material benefits for society. And that's the best I can hope for. I would push a little bit back on that because I feel that Bernie Sanders would literally call for a general strike. 
from the White House. I, I, no. I don't think he would do that. I and, don't think uh, we, do we can that. live in hope. Well, I, he's not, he's not a radical. Well, and here, here Celia said this from the chat room. She said, uh, good point, Felicia. It reminds me of what I heard from David Backman show. David Backman's a good guy. Uh, he was clarifying that Bernie Sanders is not a democratic socialist. He's a social Democrat. Yeah. Yes. And did mm-hmm. anybody happen to see Joe, Joe Biden's tour bus? Jesus Christ! He, yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. after so, that whole vote for Trump shit. Like, I'm done with Joe Biden. I was done with I, Joe Biden. A I've while been done ago. with Joe Biden since he was with us for Obama. It's like, yeah, Joe, what are you? No, stop doing that, Joe. God, stop okay. it. Stop. Okay, his tour bus, and we'll we'll wrap it up with this one. Says on the side of it, Joe, and then it has a thing that says. No malarkey. Malarkey. Okay, Boomer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people even know what that means now? Oh, okay. There's a definition on the back of the bus that actually lists the definition on the bus. Okay, Joe. Yeah, that's really going to get people to he like you there. He put a definition on the bus? Yes, of course he did. Noun. Insincere or foolish talk. <laughs> oh, good God. If okay, you have to Boomer. define the word that you're yeah, going, going after that. Good- that over 70 crowd so well i mean yeah, you so, get, they 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 show up to vote every fucking time you know what else do they have to do oh crimson you're all you're all frozen he froze up on us we'll have to we'll have to figure that out in a second i don't know what's going okay. on there i'm just gonna respond really quick i don't and i'm not gonna like try to like respond in a way where like he um i just because we've already agreed uh that Bernie is not a radical leftist. I do not see him calling for a general strike and I don't see him calling for any radical change. And that's actually one of my biggest concerns about Bernie is effectiveness on material change. So um, I think Warren is, is slightly more savvy in getting actual things passed. That does not necessarily mean that she's better because she's also more likely to compromise. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my opinion, what's going to win it at this time around, because we had a problem with this last time it came around, mm-hmm. was who they picked to choose to be their running mate. If mm-hmm. we get another Hillary taking on who who the fuck was the guy that uh, they, they picked? Oh Kane. God, what was his name? Tim Kaine. <laughs> Nobody remembers. Tim, yeah. Tim Kaine oh. from Georgia. Which okay, admittedly, I loved watching the vice presidential debate because fucking Mike Pence has no personality, but at the same time. Nobody knows who the fuck Tim Kane is. And if try Bernie's, going out and getting back in. Uh, yeah. What if, if with uh, with if Bernie wins, he would do himself a world of good if he chose successor because let's face it, guys, that's a stressful fucking job. He's in his eighties. You know, he yeah. really should be picking somebody that could pick it up after him. If that were the, if that were the case, I'm not saying that he's mm-hmm. going to die in the fucking White House. He could live to be 200 years old for all I fucking know. But I'm just saying we need to have we need to have somebody that picks the second most popular candidate that was running at the time. Oh no, it's going to look weird. Uh, that's fine. Oh we'll no, here in a second. Uh, but what you need to do is you have to pick somebody that was the next runner up. You know what would have done wonders for Clinton? She would have won it fucking hand over fist if she picked Sanders as a running mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say they should, they should, they should. I think I, I suspect that they might already agree to, to, to that with each other. No, he's doing one the wins, If one wins, the other becomes the vice, uh, the vice candidate. I think I, they I might, agree. might already. I think they might already oh. agree to that with each other. Maybe, yep. but that's the problem. Is that you're, you're relying on the DNC to actually give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, shit. We could always go back to you know colonial rules and the person. The opposite party is your vice. president. Yeah, the the opposite party is your vice president because oh, the person who like wins that, is yeah. president, and you know the the, the runner up is your is your vice. And hey, you don't about- you don't choose a running mate ahead of the election. That's what also about- back when they didn't let people vote for senators. This is this children, is so. yeah. This is this is true. <laughs> there there are definite problems there. Yes. Yeah. 1800 like- with Jefferson and Burr tied in the Electoral College. Yeah, yeah, that didn't turn out too well. Oh, wait, we're still using Electoral College from back... Oh, my God. Still. <laughs> hey, yeah, you haven't even, uh, you haven't even uh, talked uh, about Bloomberg trying to buy his way in. Ah! 
Yeah. I think we can all agree. We can all agree he has he has a snowball's chance at fucking hell of, of no, making No, his whole any kind point is to try and divide the vote because he'd rather have Trump win. I hate him. Oh, also Absolutely. Elon Musk guested on Rick and Morty, and Rick and Morty did not do anything to undercut him or undermine him. It was just like, uh, Elon Musk, you lovable billionaire scamp. And it makes me really mad. It was gross. It was gross. I, I heard disgusting. them talk about it, they roasted Elon Musk on uh, the vulgarity for charity thing. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny because they're like, can anybody name like anything successful he's done? <laughs> it's like you've, you've made an electric car that's too expensive for anybody to own it. <laughs> you've made a space program that lands. Oh, sometimes of it. <laughs> you've made a truck uh, that has indestructible glass that gets blown, that gets destroyed. I, I, I know they're just giving him shit. I, I thought yeah. it was just really fucking funny the way they he's went actually digging some of his tunnels for his tunnel idea for his tunnel transport idea. Yeah. Yeah. Over here in, in Los Angeles. He's doing right. West LA. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, but I mean SpaceX SpaceX is actually really I, successful. It is. I'm just yeah. I'm, I love the fact that like like Oh, he's very Falcon, easy to roast though. Yeah. Yeah, the Falcon rockets that came and the guy that would fire people for having for smoking marijuana on the job goes on to fucking Joe Rogan and tokes it up on the fucking show. It's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's but he still, wasn't on the job, getting, right? Still catching hell about that. Yeah, and he turned oh, it yeah. into the bong show. Well, and I have mm-hmm. I have no problem if anybody wants to smoke weed, but the fact the problem I have is when people are like, Well, I'll fire you if you do that on the job. And it's like, you're the CEO and you just did that. It's like, I love the double standard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great match. Yeah, uh, right. Okay, we're going to drop out of the, the regular uh, case stuff here. Were, would you have a case if you were, were to put in that in front of a judge? If you were fired for smoking weeds, and you can say, hey, my CEO fucking does it. Uh, no, probably probably not, not, because they, they, could, they could argue very easily that he wasn't on the job at the time. <laughs> yeah, but so weren't you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I'm going to cut it short with the, the audio here. Uh, people that are hanging out right now, you could probably continue to hang out while we figure out what's going on with Crimson and Felicia. They both got frozen up for some weird reason. Uh, but I'm going to hang up the, uh, the uncut over here and we'll be back uh, next week with another one of these. Have a good night, everybody. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.